Welcome to the Savvy Scribe Podcast. I am so glad you're here. Before we start the show, if you're interested, we have a free Facebook group called Savvy Nurse Writer Community. I appreciate you following and listening to me today. And I would love if you would subscribe via iTunes. And if you love our show, can I ask you for a review? Select ratings and reviews and write a review. It's that simple. I would love to read your review and it helps other nurses like you find our podcast. Thanks so much. Savvy Scribe Podcast. A podcast for healthcare professionals who are interested in starting their own health writing businesses. I'm Janine, a registered nurse and your host. I'm a labor and delivery nurse, mom to these two incredible boys, wife to my best friend, and owner of two crazy Great Danes. I help nurses discover freelance writing as an extra income opportunity with help from my guests. Join us over on Facebook in the group Savvy Nurse Writer Community or SavvyNurseWriter.com to join our course and membership to create your own profitable writing business. Enjoy the show! Welcome, Savvy Scribes, to another episode. I'm actually recording outside of Starbucks right now, so sorry if you hear some background noise, but I wanted to introduce you to Ashley Hay. She was back on episode 11, and we're going to replay that today because for the rest of August, September, we're going to be doing some replays because we're in the whole higher than 100 episodes. I know many of you are new to the show and I want you to get some gems, right? Get some gems from our past episodes. So here's the first one with Ashley. And we're talking about going from zero to six figures in less than a year. Enjoy the show and join us in our Facebook group, our membership, or just join in the free challenge that you will see in the past seven episodes. So take care and enjoy this show. You've heard me talk about it, systems and processes. My favorite one for productivity is called ClickUp. If you use my affiliate link, you will get a deal if you come on over to SavvyNurseWriter.com and click on resources and business tools. You'll find the link there and it will change your life. Welcome to The Savvy Scribe, a podcast for freelance healthcare and medical writers and creatives who want to grow their businesses. Your hosts, Carol Bush and Janine Kelbach, will cover a wide range of topics on writing, sales, and managing your freelance practice. Podcast episodes will feature interviews, inspiration, laughter, and important information to help healthcare freelance writers. The Savvy Scribe is a production of the Healthcare Marketing Network. Now, let's join the conversation. Well, hello, Savvy Scribes. It's Janine here today, and today we have an awesome interview for you guys. This is an interview with Ashley Hay. She's a registered nurse, lives out in California, and today I just wanted to share her story about freelance writing as a nurse and how she built her freelance writing business from zero to six figures in one year. So hi, Ashley. Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so excited to hear your story. I've been so close to your journey and it's awesome. It's awesome to see somebody grow from zero, literally zero to I can't do this to six figures. So first tell us where you're from and what got you into writing? It's funny because it really hasn't been that long of a journey, but when you look back now, it really feels like a lifetime almost. So I guess just to give everybody a little bit of my background, I was born and raised in New Jersey, 
I started my nursing career at Sloan Kettering in New York City in oncology. I always knew that I definitely um, wanted to go into oncology care. I'm pretty certain that that had to do with seeing my father throughout my years as a right above the knee amputee. Um, he was diagnosed with osteosarcoma about six months after my parents were married. Um, so he had lost his leg just before I was born. So I didn't know him any different. But yeah, I just always um, was really fascinated by the relationship that him and my mother had um, with his oncology nurse that took care of him throughout most of his time there. And that was really something I wanted. So um, I pursued oncology over 12 years. I kind of bounced back and forth between adult and pediatric care in the oncology setting. You name it, inpatient, outpatient, night shift, bone marrow, wound care, GI, proton therapy, you know, I kind of... I kind of did it all, and I got a ton of experience. I really loved it. and uh, But just to kind of avoid burnout, you know, I was always really changing kind of my career path of, of what I was going to do. So to go back to a little bit more of kind of why I fell into this freelance writing, it was really out of necessity at some point than it was actually out of desire. I had always been interested in reading and writing from a young age, but it wasn't anything I th- thought that would be lucrative or that was realistic to pursue. I just, I don't know if I was kind of sheltered from that. I hadn't had any experience meeting anyone who had done it. Uh, So I kind of went through my nursing career. In high school, though, I was uh, diagnosed with a primary immune deficiency my junior year, and that required constant infusions of IVIG. And funny enough, I was infused on a pediatric oncology floor. So I got to, again, see, you know, oncology nursing from that perspective. And then, you know, fast forward, I'm a nurse working very long shifts, and um, I really began to struggle with my own health, taking care of myself. And in my 20s, my immune deficiency ended up kind of progressing and manifesting itself in autoimmune symptoms. Um, And I really struggled with chronic pain, fatigue, and a multitude of other issues. And I ended up getting married and moving to California with my husband that was really when things had kind of hit the fan. I had been on disability before in my 20s, but I really started to get very ill working such long shifts and it just became difficult. And my husband's been an incredible source of support for me. And he was really the one that said to me, like, you have to figure something else out because you know, you're know you so smart and you've had such success in your nursing career, but I don't see bedside care as an option for you going forward. And we can talk a little bit about kind of how that all progressed. Um, I feel now like I've been talking for five minutes, but (laughs) you're good. good. Um, I I, I think first, that's really awesome that your husband stepped right in and was like, Ashley, enough. And I think as the nurse in us, we never give ourselves that room to breathe. So Mm -hmm. you were probably just working, working, working like you're supposed to or whatever they tell us and never even exploring that side of your creativity. Mm-mm. of the writer and you know you love to read and all that kind of stuff because you're probably just so exhausted and I think one of the trends we find with a lot of healthcare providers that go into freelance writing is we do bounce around a lot and I don't know if it's the curiosity or the why with everything but we I do notice a lot of nurses and physicians and pharmacists bounce to different career paths not because we don't like it but because we're curious I think so it's Interesting that you mentioned those. And a lot of people that have struggled with those chronic diseases, and it leads them into having to do something else. But it's still, 
your brain's not affected. You know what I mean? Like you need to use your brain still. And what an awesome way that you've been able to do that with going into a writing path. Yeah. Um, And that actually turned out to be such an unexpected benefit of healthcare writing for me was I have like this constant love of learning, which I think many nurses do. I knew writing would be satisfying for me, but what I didn't realize is that I would learn even more about other aspects of healthcare that maybe I didn't have expertise in. For example, like writing a piece on cardiac rehabilitation in having to research a lot for my client. Now I feel pretty well versed in cardiac rehabilitation. And the other thing too, you know, we were talking about how my husband kind of was pushing me to reevaluate. And, and at the time, I just felt like my identity and my truly my ego was so enmeshed in being an oncology nurse, being a bedside oncology nurse, because I became a nurse at 21 years old. So yes. that was all I knew. And I felt like, you know, if I couldn't be a bedside nurse, what would I be in this world? And all um, that school, all the pains of nursing school and go through all that, get it, take that NCLEX exam and study your butt off. Mm -hmm. And it's almost stripped away in a sense. Like, wait, if I'm not a nurse in between these four walls of a hospital or a Mm -hmm. clinic, what am I? What can I do? It is, like you said, a loss of identity. Like, is this truly what nurses, can they even do anything else? And, you know, I don't want to speak just for nurses because Savvy Scribes for all the healthcare providers in the sense of writers, but, you know, that's something we both see. And I think a lot of, a lot of nurses see that when, and, and probably even physicians and pharmacists that, you know, have an interest in writing, you don't think that you're good enough to do a writing because we did nursing. So why are we writers now? Yeah, I agree. I just think, you know, it was funny because at the time I, I was almost very defeated for obvious sure. reasons, right? But um, I thought to myself, yeah, right. And I'm young, you know, so you think like this isn't the way it's supposed to go. Um, but once I kind of you know, had my own little, I allow myself like a very small pity party and then we got to move on, you know, keep it moving. Um, But I realized I felt so defeated in the beginning because I really was never taught in nursing school or throughout my nursing career that there was anything else past the bedside. Yes. Like in nursing school, it was very clear to me that you either worked for a, you know, in a doctor's office or you worked in a hospital and, or you did something like management, which I had or zero there's this big interest. thing called the community. You yeah, can right. work in the community. <laughs> I know right. exactly what you're saying. <laughs> right. So that's why I just, I really felt so lost. Like, well, I guess I just have to give up nursing altogether. And it was something that I really just had such a passion and love for. And now that's kind of the best part of it, you know, is that I, I still feel like I'm helping people, patients, providers through education, which is like yes. a love of mine. But the other thing that I, I really came to realize probably more so more recently is um, that, you know, I think we all think that like seeking self-identity is limited to like your coming of age period, you know, adolescence or your early 20s. And what I have found is that it really is something that can be reevaluated throughout periods of your life because, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more, but in finding like my writing community that are nurses, I just, I feel even more so how I felt, 
you know, when I was like feeling kind of lost in the world in my early twenties. And then I found my nursing community and I was like, these are my people. Yes. And now I find like, I speak to my writer friends and, you know, who happen to now, uh, most of us are nurses that I've been able to find. And I feel like these are my people, like this is my tribe and this is where I'm supposed to be. So it's just a really uh, incredible life lesson. I think that like, and- you're never too old to just change it up. Exactly. You know, it is a common thing I hear if people stumble upon the podcast or the website or our community on Facebook or whatever it could be, my blog or your blog or something like that. Oh my gosh, this is what I've been looking for. Like it's finally find the key that opens the door of like the, ah. (laughs) and I know your story. So, but I want you to share it. How did you even find out that these people existed? Right. Well, I was going to say, I actually attribute much, if not all of my success really to finding mentors and a like-minded community. That for me was absolutely huge. It has led me to, you know, being able to overcome imposter syndrome. It has led me to paid work. It has led me to expand my business. But I guess how I found it going back all the way to the beginning you know, in my search of like, God, I want to be a nurse, but I can't work bedside. What do I do? And I started very simply with a Google search and it actually took me multiple tries to come up with something, but it was like non-clinical nursing jobs, non-bedside nursing jobs. And like we said, all of these things came back, management, this, that. And finally, I stumbled across this kind of smaller webpage. It was from a wonderful nurse, Elizabeth Haynes. And she as well uh, was a successful, you know, freelance writer. I just reached out to her with very targeted, specific questions, not, Hey, I want to do what you do. How do I do it? Cause right. that's kind of hard to answer. Right. But she was just so willing to help a novice writer, you know, providing me with a, a template. If I asked, providing me with a lead, you know, this is where maybe you should connect with some people. This is maybe where you should start writing. Here's how to start your portfolio, things like that. It was really to my surprise how much she was willing to help because it's unfortunate, but that wasn't my experience throughout a lot of years in nursing uh, when it came to mentorship. So the bullies, the nurse bullies. (laughs) I know. Shout out to Renee Thompson because she's going (laughs) to. Well, Um, but it's so true that that nurses eat their young. It's a it's a name. It's a slogan that are, it goes across the US. I mean, it is horrible. The it kindest, is. the most trusted profession is the cruelest <laughs> to each other. And yeah. I, you know, who knows? Who knows why? But I found that very, like, I almost, and this might be something you struggle with too, like, didn't believe it. Like, you're mm-hmm. almost like, is she really being nice to me? Mm-hmm. Because you don't, you, and even, let's be honest, the general community, you don't see that. And it's, no heart of a human that we don't see anymore. And it's really sad, but it's even, I see it from, you know, people that I've mentored and coached through their writing journeys that like they're waiting for me to, to do something or not give them the right advice or make them buy something or whatever. And it's, people are really genuine and kind and helpful because we always say rising tides lift all boats. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's really a trip now is getting emails from novice writers to me now, like you know, me? where it's, yeah. I know where it's all, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is so, but you know, I, I really like to, um, 
just kind of pay it forward. And then, of course, there's another wonderful mentor, which we cannot forget to mention. I have to bring up Carol Bush because she was absolutely imperative in my journey. And also um, Mary Watts. Um, she is the content uh, manager, I believe is her title, for allnurses.com. And really, that was how I got my start. Um, my first article, I just, like I said, you know, I did a lot of research for where I could start writing with zero experience. And I had a little folder on my laptop. I had tried to see if I could even write anything. The last time I had really written was I did like a little abstract piece for uh, the Oncology Nursing Society in my early 20s. Before that, it was probably like a paper in college, you know? Right. So I clicked on their little link and it said, you know, we're looking for writers. I submitted a piece and I had submitted to two other uh, website outlets as well. Weeks go by. I'm talking like almost two months, right? And I'm thinking... (laughs) Okay, well, this solidifies it. You know, I'm just going to be on disability forever. I'm a crappy writer. This we all is, get this. This is it, you know? You're by yourself. You're like, yep, I stink. No one likes me. Everybody hates me. Yes. I'm go live in my hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to my surprise, I actually remember, this is very funny, uh, because those who know me, I'm like not an overly or certainly outwardly emotional person. Um, but I remember when Mary called me, And she was just so thrilled with the piece. I think my first piece was something called a nurse's sacrifice. And it was talking basically about, you know, all the personal sacrifices that we do make as nurses, working holidays, missing out on our, you know, children's events, our spouses, birthdays, blah, 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 whatever it may be. And um, I was really, I remember feeling really proud of it. And then immediately like, you know, questioning it, right? Like, oh, this probably sucks. (laughs) And uh, Mary and I had set up time to meet. And I just remember being so overcome with emotion because not only did she validate that I was a good writer, but to my surprise, she said, you know, not only did we love this piece so much and want to publish it, but we want to bring you on as a contracted writer. And yeah, at the time- And that means money, right? Right. So, and this is what's (laughs) so funny because it, it brought me to tears, literally. I remember crying on the phone in my apartment at the time, you know, I had like just moved out to California maybe a year before. And um, it just felt like such a big deal. And it was, you know, but now looking back, it's so funny because like my very first article, I got paid nothing. And then my second article, I think I maybe got $50. Right. And now it's just, it's gotten so big so fast. It's just really funny to to look back. Are you making more and less time as a writer than a nurse? Like in a 12 hour writing shift, are you making more than a nurse? way yes i mean th- there's no question um, when you were a nurse did you think that you could make that as a writer never never never, never. Uh-uh. i hear you i really feel like i beat my own expectations because even Absolutely. the thought of like potentially even coming close first of all even just being able to make like you know 40 50,000 dollars and just not having to show up somewhere where i was like sick as a dog I would have been happy, you know, more than happy with that at the time. Like that didn't even seem like an achievable goal to be able to make $50,000 as a writer. And now like, yeah, to think, you know, how far it's come, it's just really wild. So Um, you said that, you know, you started because you had the interest and and mm -hmm. unfortunately an illness that led Mm -hmm. you to it, but even the drive led you to it. What kept you going after not hearing from places or all nurses just being the only client, you're making 50 bucks or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. an article, like you can't just write $50 articles and make six figures. How did you keep going? How did you 
take that next step? Or what was the next step, I should ask? Well, one, I guess I kind of felt like I had to, right? Because I thought, okay, if I'm going to come off disability, like I got to make this work, you know? I really, I mean, first I had to just take time to get myself well and rest. And then, you know, once coming off disability was an option, it was certainly easier to do that when you're at home on a laptop, you know, than running on the floor. But really, I think what kind of kept me going and kept me searching for new opportunities is similar to the reason why I really enjoy writing like journalistic style pieces. It's the hunt. It's like the excitement of not knowing something and trying to master it. I like figuring new things out. You know, I like the uncomfortableness of not being good at something in the beginning and then looking back a month later and being like, wow, I really had no clue. And now look at how good I am at it. That's self-learning. Yeah. I think like one example of that in more recent months for me. So there was a a piece that mentioned my business and um, my personal story in the magazine um, Oncology Nursing News Mm -hmm. written by a wonderful writer, Maureen Banach. And to my surprise, because of that piece running, I got a lot of really great work opportunities through that. And I continue to get it through that one piece, you know, Um, where you get those leads from. Yeah. But one of them was for the American Cancer Society, which as an oncology nurse, I mean, that was like a dream (laughs) client, right? And they're asking me, like they're coming to me. They wrote me an email asking for me to work for them. I know you and I had spoken about this privately, but it was really bizarre because, you know, they wanted me to work full time as a writer. And I really had to grapple with, do I want to give up this business and work full time for someone else that I really want to work for? Ultimately, I decided to take a chance and write them back and say, you know, I really want to continue to work for myself. However, I do offer freelance services related to writing and blah, blah, blah. And then I somehow fell into being a freelance medical editor for them. And at the time I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm a, I'm a writer. I mean, I'm, a, I'm good at editing, but like, do I even know what medical editing really is? And then, you know, again, through mentorship and working, you know, with wonderful people throughout that organization and checking in with my mentors that I've gotten, you know, personally, it just kind of all fell together. And now I feel like I can confidently say, like, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> nice, nice. Have they liked everything yeah. that you brought back to them? We'll be right back. You guys, I wrote a book and it's launched and I want you to check it out. Go over to Amazon, look for Savvy Nurse Writer. It'll come up right away, but it's called Savvy Nurse Writer, a nurse's blueprint for starting a profitable freelance health writing business. We have lots of reviews, all five stars, top new release in the first week it was launched and I want to share it with the world. So head on over to Amazon.com, search Savvy Nurse Writer, and get your copy today. Yes, but I will tell you, it's the same every time. It's the same as when you write a piece. You know, you, you're really confident in it and you submit it. And then the second you hit send, you're, you have the stress sweats <laughs> because you're like, oh my God. They're like, going to hate it. And they're they're paying for it, right? So you're like, what if they open this up and they're like, what is this girl doing? Like she's so incapable. And that is a legitimate fear of mine that I've gotten better at managing. But um, 
Imposter syndrome is real. <laughs> it's so real. It's so real. Oh, that is an awesome journey. And I want to share with our listeners how we also kept you going. We as in, tell them about the group we created. Yes. So the Healthcare Marketing Network was in its infancy, I think when, you know, I kind of got in with everyone that was a part of it. Like I said, you know, I had reached out to um, Carol Bush, which Janine, you'll have to remind me of her exact title for the Healthcare Marketing Network now. Co-founder. That's what I call right. it. There you go. <laughs> so her and I had, had connected, you know, well kind of before that. And um, so she was kind of the one who ended up bringing me in. And, you know, thanks to that, I've met so many, so many great people. But yeah, we even, I was asked to join the mastermind group for it, which was really just a handful of us um, that were trying to motivate each other and figure out kind of each other's problems because really five years, you know, were better than one and uh, five eyes on a document were better than one. So, or a website, you know, it was different than anything else I had ever been a part of. I remember, Janine, when I got the invitation, and this again speaks to imposter syndrome, and I looked at the people on the, I guess, roster of sorts, and I thought, oh my God, why are they even inviting me on this? (laughs) Because I'm going to be like, you know, I'm so green. I have nothing to offer. And now I realize- We didn't even have anyone. So we're like, well, what about Ashley? (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Yeah, right. I think that in itself was another learning experience for me too, because I was so sure that I had nothing of value to bring to that group. And I think if you asked anyone that was a part of it, they would say that that was a hundred percent not true. Exactly Um, right. So, you know, it's, everyone has something of value to bring to the table, no matter like how big or small your business is, no matter how big or small your ideas are, you know, everyone really has something to say and always like bringing a multitude of perspectives together is always the best way to approach and tackle kind of any obstacle. I think the accountability that we had to be there weekly with something. Remember I'd be like personal Mm -hmm. win and a business win. And we're like, Oh, uh, man. And really, I'm like, oh, I gotta find one. You right, right. Find one. <laughs> like, and you know, it, for me too, it really helped me combat a lot of kind of loneliness that I, I think say, a yeah, lot of us deal with. Yeah, um, and we did the personality tests. Right, and, uh, we shared books and summaries of books that we liked, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was definitely, it was a lot of fun. When we still all meet every once in a while, but we were really meeting, was it weekly, bi-weekly? Yeah, weekly. And then um, we did like hot seats and all that stuff. And it was fun. Like it was, we really got close. And the biggest thing, like lucrative wise, everybody grew Mm -hmm. and everybody grew immensely from zero to full time or zero to six figures, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Which is, I mean, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, for the accountability, I think too, that there really is something to be said about exactly what we did, you know, setting your intention and setting your goals on paper, you know, like, or whatever on the laptop, Um, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) on the Google doc, (laughs) I was going to say, you know, I'm old school. I do everything on paper, but um, (laughs) yeah, there really is like, I, I really attribute again, a lot of my growth to that too, because if you don't take the time to sit down and think about where you want to go, then it's really hard to get there. You know, it's like kind of trying to find this, you know, elusive place without a roadmap, really. Like you don't well, even know. By yourself. 
of, right. with no one around you that's ever done it. And it is always nice to just bounce it off somebody else. And we all work together on a project for another client. Like we got referrals through each other and all that too, which was very cool. So where do you yeah. think you're going to go next? Hmm. What are your plans? Interesting. What are your goals? Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I have um, learned to get better at recently is to say no to work. Which sounds crazy. I know anyone that's listening right now is like, "Oh God, oh, what?" God, I can't. Like, yeah, she really says no. Yeah, yeah. I can't even get one job. Yeah. Here she is saying no. <laughs> right, but it sounds crazy because everyone will hit this point, and yep. it's it doesn't matter how big your business gets. It has to do with you know work life balance and balancing multiple clients and things like that. And then you know just because somebody comes to you and wants a piece written. If it doesn't, if you're not going to enjoy it to an extent, if it's going to like really cause you this amount of undue stress or it's something that you really hate doing, or it's not a, it's not a client that you feel would help expand your portfolio, you don't have to take it. You know, you can look and kind of find things within your individual niche. And I feel like because I have kind of stuck to my guns in that, I have had growth in the direction that I want. You and truly enjoyed your work. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's been a lot of different opportunities that I've considered, you know, things like, I think at one point I had told you, you know, like public speaking, maybe that, but truly I am a bit of an introvert and have like a pretty big <laughs> fear of public speaking. And I realized that's not going to make me happy. Right. Um, but like an example of something that I did really want to break into and sure enough, I have just recently gotten an opportunity for it. Um, is covering conferences. So specifically nursing or medical uh, conferences. I had someone reach out to me recently and we are in the works of finalizing a contract. But I love that idea of kind of adding that into my service list. Um, I used to love going to nursing conferences, you know, because I'm, like I said, a pretty big education nerd. Yeah, uh, we all are. You know, who doesn't love a good PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> So now like the thought of being able to go to one of these, like with a press badge or whatever, you know, it's just, sure. it's very, it's very exciting to me. And the thought of, you know, maybe being able to travel a little bit here and there with my work, you know, just to kind of like spice things up. Well, cause um, you're in the one, one place, you know, you're in your house yeah. and it's kind of cool cause it's California. So I'm sure there's a lot around you. There are. Area. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, um, if anyone is interested, the AMWA conference, I, I don't want to mess up the acronym, but it's like American Medical Writers Association. Don't hold me to that, but I think that's what it is. For 2019 is actually coming to San Diego. So I'm trying to get a lot of you within the healthcare marketing network to come and join me because I'm not necessarily covering that conference yet. However, if anyone wants me, I'm available. And I'm local. <laughs> um, but I would really love to connect with anyone and everyone that decides to come um, that's part of the healthcare marketing network. Did you say American Medical Writers Association? Maybe. Yes. Oh, well, that's definitely what I said then. Yes. <laughs> of you course it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think we, we were all thinking about making a little trip down there, making it a, you know, I'm coming from Ohio and Maureen's in. PA and Melissa's in Ohio. A lot of us are coming from the East Coast there that we would have to make it a couple day event. And what a better way than hanging out with all of you guys. It'd be yeah. so much fun. I'm looking forward to uh, 
all of us meeting in person because I know we've said this before, but it's very strange to me. I feel like I really know some of you girls so well, and I would definitely consider us all friends. Yeah. Um, but it's very funny to me that we've never actually met in real life. Although, you know, when you Zoom and Skype and all that once a week for X amount of weeks, I guess that's how it's going to feel, right? Well, even when I met Carol the first time and Janet, it wasn't until this past you know, end of the year this past year. And we, it was so weird. I'm like, Oh, you're like only a little bit taller than me. And they're like, you are really little. (laughs) It's so weird. But then it was like the same because we zoom all the time. So we see each other all the time. We hear each other all the time. We talk on the phone all the time. But if anybody is interested, it is Wednesday, November 6th, 2019 in San Diego for that conference. So if you want to throw it on your calendar now, Mm-hmm. We'd be more than happy to yeah. meet with everybody down there. Well, now we'll have to make sure for the website that you and I take a photo together because I'm 5'10". So I anticipate that we're going to look like Mutt and Jeff, you know? Right. Um, and if Annie goes, she's, I think, smaller than me, Carol said. So <laughs> I'm only, for our listeners, I'm only like 4'10", 4'11", like maybe 100 pounds, maybe. <laughs> it's going to be a great photo. It's going to be great. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to that. <laughs> So where can people find you? What's your website? Yeah. Um, so my website is ahaywriting. That's A-H-A-Y writing.com. Uh, and then my handle for pretty much everything, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is ahaywriting. All right. Cool. Well, Ashley, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank <laughs> we'll you so much for having me. And if you guys want to reach out to Ashley, she's always available, but you know, come on over to the Facebook group and do everything she says and you'll do the same thing she's done, right? (laughs) That's the goal. And you know, we're all here to help. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Ashley, for taking time out in your day. And thank you guys for listening today. What can we say, but go get your ride on. Thanks for listening to The Savvy Scribe, a podcast for freelance healthcare and medical writers. For more tips and links mentioned in the podcast, go to healthcaremarketingnetwork.com. And don't forget to join Carol and Janine for future power episodes and great conversations here at The Savvy Scribe. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Savvy Scribe. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Until next time. Again, thank you for listening. If you're ready to explore freelance writing as your next PRN job or even full-time, I invite you to check out our Savvy Nurse Writer community on Facebook and visit SavvyNurseWriter.com to help you get started today.